thanks for checking out this podcast. These guys talk about whatever they want. Two dynamic guys talking about dynamic things for you, a dynamic audience. This is season two of Last Night's Coffee with Chuck and John. Dude. There he is. Did we go to spam today? No. Hey, no spam folder. All right. No spam folder today. It's going to be a good show. Yes, sir. How's it going, Chucker? It's going good. I just went down a rabbit hole that was kind of weird. Oh, tell me about it. Well, I don't. Do, do we want to? Do we want to open the show with a rabbit hole? A rabbit hole, or I mean, we've done worse things. Let's go ahead and introduce our guest. How about that? We got a guest. We've got a guest today. Mr. Kevin is in the house. Hey, Kevin. Chuck. He's one of the Kevins. One of the Kevins. That's right. Not the <laughs> Kevin. Just one of. <laughs> He's lean and he's mean and he's a marine. What? Yeah. I'll go with I'll go with the marine, but I don't know about the lean. <laughs> You're not as good as what you once was, but as good enough for once or something like. Good that. as I'll ever be. Yeah, good as you'll ever be, something like that. That's right. We had a we had an appointment here to work on Kevin's truck, so he uh, he hung around and he's going to stick around for the podcast with us. All right, he can get in on the mischief. Well, he's been he's he's one of the OG fans. Yeah, he's been listening since the beginning. He's been with us this whole ride. He's one of our first two listeners. That's right. That's right. Way back in the day, he's the only one who, I, who probably listened to the entire uh, coffee podcast because that was that was a dive on on coffee, man. Yeah, that was a deep dive. <laughs> we can only go uphill from here, though. <laughs> <laughs> You'll probably bring in two point five listeners. I hope so. I hope I'm bringing him, not taking him away. <laughs> make, make people quit listening early. Yeah, we'll get all three of your girls to listen, at least. We'll get your three daughters to listen to it, at least. How about that? My podcast debut. Podcast debut. Hey, you know, that's, that's one of the first in life when you do your first podcast. <laughs> I'll never forget this, Chuck. <laughs> How's oh, what happened with you this week, Chucker? Oh, man. Uh I've been working. It's been cold. Uh, you know, you've been there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Wait a minute. Did you get another job? Did I get another job? No. You said you were working. <laughs> hey. <laughs> yeah. hey. Hey, now, I had to work hard. Now, that John's uh, coming in on a different shift. You know, I got to make it easy for him. That's right. That's right. Hey, we do a little bit more than picking up a dolly a night, Kevin. A dolly. <laughs> <laughs> true, true. <laughs> I don't even have to shift gears anymore. I got to drive an automatic. Whew. Man. Hey, speaking of truck driving, can we go ahead and, and, and just lean into this story we want to we want to get to at some point today? This is probably one of the saddest stories I've ever seen on the internet. <laughs> the story of the crash? The story of the cr- well. Not the story of the crash necessarily, but the picture of what they were hauling them doggone monkeys in. I'm telling you. So, Chuck, do you want to give the rundown for our for our listeners real quick of what happened here? Yes. So, in uh, Montour Pen- County, Pennsylvania, I'm not sure which part of Pennsylvania that's in, there was a crash involving a dump truck and a trailer carrying 100 monkeys. 100 monkeys 100 monkeys and were any of these monkeys escaped 
from three said crash? Three of them have been. Well, it's unclear according to this article how many are missing. See, we found a conflicting story. Okay. Kevin and I did. We did a little bit of research on it. He found a story that says only one is missing right now. Well, the original one I sent you last night, it said three was missing. Correct. I'm so, kind of hoping it is three that's missing. Dude, monkeys running wild in the woods of Pennsylvania. That's how Bigfoot stories get started. Uh-oh. We had a, uh, I'll call it an incident. I'm not sure what, not sure what happened. An incident. <laughs> I just looked it up. Montour County is uh, just like over the Maryland Maryland line, Maryland okay. state line. So it's eastern Pennsylvania. So it's in the mountains. It is. It's not far from Philadelphia, Reading, that area. Yeah, my my people, the Oxenfords, they, uh, which I usually don't use last names on the show, but anyway, if you know me, you know my last name. Uh, they hail from. Uh, Pottstown and Allentown area of Pennsylvania. Okay, this so Pottstown is a little bit uh, northeast of where, from where I'm gathering. This is that. This more looks more like uh, an Amish territory below Lancaster. Yeah. yeah. Nonetheless, so, for geographical reasons, that's where it's at. That is where it's at. Um, so now we know. So what you been up to, Kevin? I guess we got to keep the show rolling without Not a our whole host. lot. John's John's taking care of the incident. You okay. Know, no, no harm, no foul. Little no tears, harm, no but foul. okay. Little tears, little tears. I'm back. Okay, there's John. So yeah, I'm back. While you were gone, we determined what part of Pennsylvania it's in. Oh, praise God! Where where in Pennsylvania are we? Uh, tell them, Kevin. Uh, just around Amish country, Lancaster, north of the Maryland state line, west of Philadelphia. Okay. That kind of area. Okay. Okay. And so we possibly up to three monkeys missing, definitely one missing, right? Right. Definitely one missing. And it was a pickup truck hauling this trailer, if I'm correct, right? Uh, yes. Yes. And they had these monkeys in these little boxes. I don't, I don't understand the little boxes they had them in. Yeah, I'm uh, looking at those right now. They're, they're like cardboard boxes. Yeah, that's just wrong. Now, were they, I wonder if they were under sedative or anything while they were in these things. I hope so. And how many, Charlie wanted to know how many monkeys per box. That's also a good question because that doesn't look like a hundred boxes, does it? No. And that terrifies me. Missing monkeys. Missing monkeys. You know, you got your thing with AI. My thing's monkeys. Yeah, you're terrified of monkeys? Monkeys, pretty much any primate. I mean, they are scary. They're they're a little bit too much like us, you know. They look at us, and it's almost like you know they just want to rip us apart. Yeah, I mean, like I'm sure could. these could be little monkeys. They could be. They look little, or no, I'd say they look little. The boxes look small, yeah. right? They were picked up from the uh, Kennedy Airport in New York City. And where were they being they transported were, to? Doesn't say where. They didn't want to disclose the whereabouts of the lab. Oh, they were going to a lab. But Covington, they, Louisiana. <laughs> Covington, Louisiana. That's exactly right. And they're going to have to call on the YMCA guys to track them down. Yeah. They did say typically these monkeys are used in medical research studies. Okay. But you remember several years ago, there was a guy hauling tigers through Henry Counties. Yes. And one of them got loose. I don't remember that. Yes, I yeah, remember right that. Right there uh, in Henry County, and one got loose, and 
they had to shoot it, right, Chuck? I believe they did have to shoot it. Um, wow. So that's terrible. That is terrible. The exotic animal distribution, man. We got to clean this up. <laughs> I think in that one though, the guy didn't. Re- he he pulled on to like the side of Jodico Road exit to sleep for a while, and when he got to his destination, realized one was missing. Who? Oh, so he didn't. Yeah, I don't, he didn't I have don't an accident or anything. Aware. No, I don't think he was aware that it had gotten out. Oh my goodness! That could be a movie, The Tigers of Jodico. <laughs> yeah hey that's kind of a rough area right now up there around Jodico road it's not it's not the most pleasant of places right now yeah it's just down the road from flipping i used to deliver that area it's Ooh. changed a lot man it's growing like you go by that exit Jodico road area you don't even recognize it from when it used to look like so when i delivered down there eagles landing parkway was a two-lane road across 75 Good night. It probably took you an hour to get across it. It could. <laughs> it could. I sat in traffic one time under it, looking at it, and watched the ambulance take 30 minutes to get across it. Oh, wow. I believe it. That's yeah. terrible. Yeah, that's terrible. And the reason I know it took 30 minutes is because I sat there for 45. Whew. So. Whew. Speaking of ambulances, we had a UFC fight last night. Some of the guys had to get taken away in the ambulance. No, they didn't. Well, they always do after fights, man. We had the uh, – they always do for precautionary reasons at least. Uh, but we had the heavyweight championship fight last night between uh, Francis Ngannou and Cyril Ghosn. Uh And if, if, if nobody knows about Francis Ngannou, um, he was the winner last night. And so now he's the undisputed heavyweight champion, baddest man on the planet. He, his story, I, I really wanted to bring this up on the podcast because his story is, is unbelievable. He, uh, he grew up in Cameroon and he worked, it's in Africa. Oh, okay. And he worked in a sand mine for oh, that guy. Yes. That guy. Basically okay. his whole life. He's mining sand. Um, he's a natural 265 pounds of straight muscle. Um, he, he basically had to escape slave labor and, and cross a bunch of different borders, climb through barbed wire. He wound up making his way to France, uh, and was, uh, you know, illegally immigrated to France and was arrested. Once he got out of, uh, jail, he started training for MMA, man. And, um, it's just a really inspiring story. Uh, if no one knows about him, uh, check him out. Francis Ngannou, the heavyweight champion of the world. Um, he successfully defended his belt against uh, Cyril Ghosn, who, who is also another inspiring story. Um, but uh, I, I really just wanted to bring some light to that. And we had an awesome flyweight championship between Brandon Moreno and Davison uh, Figueredo. And it was a... Uh, it was a clash, man. Those two flyweights, they both came in right at weight, 125 pounds, I think, 126 pounds. And uh, it was a slugfest, man. Those, watching those two guys go at it all five rounds um, was amazing. Uh, Davison wound up winning, and it's shaping up like this is going to be like, – like they're going to have a fourth fight, which will be the first time in Uf- UFC history that two guys have had a fourth bout. Wow. They, they've done trilogy fights before, but never four. Um, and these two guys, Moreno and Fig- uh, Figueredo, 
have had three fights now. The first one was a draw. The second one was Moreno winning. Third one was Figueredo winning last night. And so they're talking about a fourth. It'll be the first in UFC history. So, so this, this fourth one will be for all the marble, all the marbles. All the marbles. That's that's what it's shaping up. And they're going to do it in Mexico, which is really neat. Brandon Moreno, um, he, he was the loser last night, uh, but he was the champion going into the bout. He was the first Mexican-born champion in UFC history. Oh, wow. Um, and so they're talking about doing the bout, uh, doing the, that fourth match um, in Mexico City, which would be really cool for him, right? Um, that would the be whole cool country fight. had gotten behind him. And, and it was such a close bout, man. I, I don't know how the judges scored it, but... I don't know if any of our listeners are into the UFC, but that's that's the rundown of what happened. Those were the two big fights last night for sure. Our boy Joe Rogan, he got a he got an armful during one of his post fight um, interviews. Man, he walked into the octagon to interview this girl uh, who had just won her fight, and she jumped into his arms, and he he was in there holding her like a baby, <laughs> finishing up the interview. It's pretty entertaining. Yeah. Everybody can check that out on YouTube. I, I can't remember the, the lady's name off the top of my head, but she was a winner last night, and she jumped in Joe Rogan's arms, and he was holding her like a baby. That's crazy. Yeah, it was pretty interesting. That was a first for sure. Never seen a uh, post-fight interview quite like that. She well, was so happy to win. She was so happy to meet Joe Rogan. It was pretty interesting. <laughs> it's like, I got to meet Joe and I won. Yeah, yeah. That girl was having a great day, man. <laughs> She'll be on the show. I tell you what, I had a, I had a pretty awesome day the other day. Yeah, who did you meet? <laughs> Man, I got to meet the one and only Coach Kirby Smart. No way. Yes, sir. Leaving that, uh, leaving the Great Wolf Lodge, man. Um, which we'll we'll get to that we'll get to that experience in a little bit. But I did. I got I got to meet Coach okay. Kirby, um, leaving the resort uh, on Friday. Uh, Co uh, Coach Kirby was just hanging out with one of the former players, one of his former players out there. And uh, me and Liam were able to say hey and, and snap a pick with him. And uh, I told him congratulations, and I, and I gave him that bulldog bark, man. I barked That's awesome. Yep. Oh, yeah. He was I a nice guy. He, he took the time and, and, and gave us a few minutes. So I, I'm really appreciative. Super awesome, man. Really, really cool experience. So you didn't do the whole uh, Wayne's World, we're not worthy, when they met uh, Alice Cooper? I did not do that. <laughs> we're not Chuck, worthy. Chuck, wouldn't you like to hear that that bulldog bark right now on the podcast? I would like to hear that bulldog bark. <laughs> That's exactly old. what it was, straight to his face, man, straight to Coach Smart's face. <laughs> I'm not lying. Been, he's probably been barked at so much this past week. <laughs> man, I, I look – I'm very happy they won the national championship. I celebrated. Um, curse breakers, man. But yeah, exactly. Curse breakers. Chucker's got his belt in hand. I hope he's got it in hand right now. Yeah, but, I got uh, it right here. There we go. But uh, hey, <laughs> but yeah, I, I mean, I wanted to inspire him. I want to keep winning championships. I want to keep winning titles. I'm going to keep barking at him. I heard that. You know? I think it's going to it's going to happen. Maybe. Hopefully. Hopefully. Chuck, I'm showing John the text I sent to you. Uh, January 10th, 11.57 <laughs> at night, I said, curse is lifted thanks to last night's coffee. That's right. That's right. That's right. Curse breakers. Sir, you're with us, Kev? Yeah, I was all bored. You were, you, you, when the Braves broke won, it, right? When the Braves won, it, it lended some story. And then 
when the Bulldogs won, it really put some meat on the bone. <laughs> that's why. <laughs> well, how about our Falcons? Do you think they'll ever come around? No. Let's just do one thing at a time. <laughs> <laughs> Look, we 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 can't work miracles. Um, <laughs> yeah. The Hawks are on a roll, and the Falcons are over. <laughs> Yeah, the Hawks could be on a come up, man. I, I, I said when we had that curse episode, I thought the Hawks would be the one to break it. Um, I was way off, obviously. Uh, yeah. Not the first time. <laughs> well, you know, I uh, I speculated that possibly Chase Elliott could have broke it. That's right. That was going to be your that, – that's right. You thought he could have because he's from Georgia. Right. The but he races is- for a Carolina team, right? Right, but you know they represent their state. They have their state flag beside their name on the race car, so uh, you know. And he runs the number nine, which is kind of iconic in the state of Georgia, as far as it goes way back to the beginning of NASCAR for Georgia drivers. But I think that that appeals to a small group of people. Yeah, uh, not like kind of like, like the soccer the casual, yeah, like the right. NFL, like a you know, casual sports fan isn't going to know who Chase Elliott is and where he even lives from, or but they know the Atlanta Braves. They like know the Braves. Atlanta Braves. That's America's team, baby. That's right. Even though they do play in Cobb County. Ooh, <laughs> I still hate that. I still hate that. OTP. <laughs> Man, I, I love I love Turner Field. I love Turner Field. Yeah, it's a beautiful place. Yeah, I, I, you know, they, they, Georgia State, I believe, has taken over that, haven't they? Yes. Yeah. What are they using it for? Football. They're using it for football, foosball. But the Falcons used, well, that was Atlanta Fulton County Stadium. Yeah. Where the Braves originally played at. I was going to ask, you know, I was talking to someone uh, not that long ago, wondering where the Falcons played before the dome. It had to have been Fulton County Stadium, right? Yes. They shared it with the Braves. Yes. That's what I was thinking. So, if you went to a Fulton County game back in the day, you know how they have the area behind the pitcher blacked out. Now it's just a it's permanently blacked out. It's a it's a black wall or whatever at all the major league stadiums. Yes. Um, back then, they they had a section of seats that they put black tarps over. So when they were using the full stadium, they could use that seating for football games. I see. I see. Interesting. Interesting. But, now, how about the uh, – you've been watching any of the NFL playoffs, Chuck? No. You haven't been watching any of it? No, I've Man, been – we had a big upset last night, Chuck. I've, I've been seeing memes. We had a big upset. I believe Aaron Rodgers may have played his last game in Green Bay. Ooh, that's not or at good. least in a Green Bay uniform. Did the 49ers beat them? Didn't they sure did. Four? Dang. Last, last second game winning field goal. No way. Yep. Uh, San Francisco kicked it to the uprights, split right down the middle. Robbie Gould, I believe, right? Time expired, yes. I think he's like 40 years old. Yeah, he's up there in age, man. He's been around for a long time, Robbie Gould has. That's not old, Chuck, is it? (laughs) No, that's not old. (laughs) It's old to to John, though. It's old to John. There's (laughs) a lot of things old to John. Shoot, shoot, last night we watched – Sierra was in town. It's her birthday weekend, so she was in town. And she's got – she left that home. Birthday cake. She come home from her grandmother's with a birthday cake and a birthday cookie. No way. And I'm and it's a Reese's birthday cookie. Man, you, I know you're getting temptations. I'm. I think I got a piece saved for Wednesday. The devil is real, Chuck. <laughs> the devil is real. <laughs> Don't but, listen uh, to those dark arts, Chuck. I, I'm. I'm doing good. I'm down. I'm down to uh, 
what, 317-ish? 317. Come on, Chucker. So. That's 23 pounds? 27. 27 in three weeks, Chuck. Is that right? Oh, let's see. I was at 340. Yeah, that's 23 pounds. Yeah. 23 pounds. Yeah. 23 pounds. My face looks. I I, I saw my I went to public school. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it was Fayette County Schools. So he is a jarhead. He yeah. is a jarhead. Come on. <laughs> he was a Marine for a re- reason, ladies and gentlemen. Is jarhead derogatory? I'm sorry. I'm sitting here no, saying that to your face. No, <laughs> Thanks for but, that clarification. <laughs> no, they can't spell it, so it's not derogatory. <laughs> <laughs> He's sitting there wondering what derogatory means right now. <laughs> <laughs> but uh that's not but, the worst we, joke i've ever heard of being marine I bet, I <laughs> but bet. they're Oop. all they're all able to be uh military branch appropriate so it depends on who you're talking to as to who's the punchline yeah. there you go yeah i got some <laughs> military friends that are like that but uh we watched shutter island last night oh that's a different movie ain't it have you ever seen it uh, it's been a while, you know. I watched it when it came out. That's that's the Martin Scorsese flick, right? With Leo. Yeah. 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 I yeah. remember it. I remember it well. I just uh, I can't remember the. I remember a lot of plot twists and things like that. He winds up being like an insane guy, if I remember right. Yeah. Hold on, let me back good. up just a minute, Chuck. Okay. You just cracked on me about not being able to spell words, and then you throw off "ain't." <laughs> I can spell which, it though. <laughs> which I don't think "ain't" is a word. It's in the dictionary. Look it up. Is it in Webster's dictionary now? It's in the dictionary, dictionary, but I don't think it's a word though, Chuck. It's not a, it's not a, it's uh, not a recognized word like. Uh, I, I vaccination was the leading word of 2021 or something like that. No way, year. was it really? Most Google search word. Wow, vaccination. Yeah. Interesting. Man, that's a that's interesting. I wonder why. Hmm. Could it be because we're in a global pandemic? <laughs> well, could it be that people are questioning what an actual vaccine is? Uh, you know, I, well, if you get technical, mm-hmm. the the vaccine, what 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 our parents' generation saw as a vaccine, this vaccine does not look like. That's right. More of a more of a therapy. Yes, and really? I don't understand what that means gene therapy but um the definitions change is because it's vaccination and when i was a kid meant you got vaccine or vaccinated so you didn't get something right that's right now you get vaccinated to lessen the symptoms mm-hmm. well yeah but they also said back when the smallpox vaccine first come out it also would just some cases just lessen the symptoms it eventually re- and i'm not defending the vaccine <laughs> right 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 <laughs> not right. at all right not at all but, no, we have no stance either way. No, no, but your I was voice just, changed for a minute. You sound like Dr. Fauci. No, no. <laughs> you question science, or if you question Dr. Fauci, you question yeah. science. Um, most arrogant, pompous. I mean, I do have an opinion on that. Okay, we're not gonna get political yeah. on this show. You're right, you're we're right. Gonna, I got an follow, opinion on that man, though. Yeah, we're gonna follow in the steps of meatloaf and stay out of uh religion <laughs> oh there we go listen let's speak on meatloaf man paradise by the dashboard light singer meatloaf meatloaf passed away this past week and i feel like we're doing this i hope we're not talking about celebrity deaths 
all freaking year on this podcast. It's shaping up so, so far. But, you know, doggone, he was an institution. Yeah. Yeah, that um, that TikTok you sent me really had me teared up, man. It really had me teared up watching that. Yeah, that, that one was uh, that one was tough because you know that he wasn't expecting to go in there and that happened. No, no. And um, for anybody listening, you can you can look it up there. Um, uh, Meatloaf made like a little TikTok or a little video or something before he went into the hospital to have that surgery. And uh, which is where I, I believe he caught COVID and passed away. Right. Yeah. Or yeah, something in the, in the hospital. I, I don't think they really said officially if that's what happened, but I imagine that's probably. OK. How it went. But he was 74. Um, yeah. You know, I was in I kind of knew his music, but I was introduced to him like many of Generation X by I would do anything for love. Mm-hmm. And my mom, I'm like, have you heard this new meatloaf song? Mom's like meatloaf. He's old. You know, and he, he, he's a weird looking guy. And I'm sitting here watching the freaking uh, that video where he's got that kind of beast makeup on. Yeah. And I'm like, is this what this guy really? Because was, it was 93. So, uh, right. I, wasn't, I was what, 14, 13 or 14, right in there, 14 going, yeah, 14. Yeah. So I'm like, was well, this what he really looks like? <laughs> That's what he really looks like. <laughs> and so, like, when he would show up in movies, I didn't realize it was him. Like he was oh, in, because of the makeup. Because of the makeup. Like oh, he was in Wayne's World. I thought you were talking about his his overweight, wild hair. Well, you know, she like was that's kind of what she was talking about. But since he had that beast makeup on, I was like, this dude's really kind of messed up. <laughs> you know, because you know, Elephant Man. So I'm like, well, if Elephant Man can look like he looked like, you know, and, and maybe this is what this dude looks like. But uh yeah. So, you know, he the movies he was in. And, Did you and, just relate meatloaf to Elephant Man? If you look at the if ah. you look at the the makeup in the that man video, just passed away, Chuck. I'm not hating on meatloaf. Don't get me wrong, but I didn't know what he looked like. Sounds like you are right now, Chuck. I'm just no, saying no, listen to your voice. No, 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 no. I'm not hating on meatloaf. I'm I don't want to say I'm the biggest meatloaf fan, but I enjoy his music. I tell you what, when he gets to that line in Paradise by the Dashboard Light, when he says, um, and now I'm praying for the end of time. time. It's all that I can yeah. do. I tell you what, dude, that gets me going every time. <laughs> but what could Not be? Not that I can relate to it. Not saying I can relate to it. I'm just saying. I love that song <laughs> and I love that part of it. But what could be one of the best lines in rock and roll is in I Would Do Anything for Love. And it's after it kind of builds a little bit. And he says, and some days I pray for silence. And some days I pray for soul. And sometimes I pray to the god of sex and drums and rock and roll that's a freaking line you know it yes sir yes sir but uh you know uh i mean it's just uh he was he was in i mean he he was a figure you know he was part of america did you know here's a little factoid that i found out because i i've kind of done a like when any celebrity does you kind of rediscover when they die you rediscover kind of some of their music and stuff. Absolutely. The album Free For All. By Free Tim For Nugent. All. Yes. Did you know he sang backup vocals and did some lead on some of the songs in that on that album? I had no idea. Yep. 
I had no idea. Man, Meatloaf was involved in Ted Nugent's album? Yes. This was before Bad Out of Hell came out. Wow. And uh, we're going to have to delete this section if Dagum Kevin keeps <laughs> playing music because it's going to get kicked off. Nah. Maybe if our, <laughs> hey, maybe if we can get more than our 16 listeners, it will. <laughs> but, uh, you know, Ted Nugent, <laughs> he, he had some things to say. He, he called him his, uh, his soul brother. His soul brother, soul music, and blood brother, you know. <laughs> Leave so, it to the Nuge, man. Yeah. He said, uh, a great American rock solid in the asset column of the American dream. The wonderful meatloaf force of nature will forever be with us. Wow. So, uh, and, you know, have you ever seen Rocky, Rocky Horror Picture Show? I've never watched the whole thing through, though. No. But, you know, he's in that. I do. He's in uh, Wayne's World. Yep. He's in Fight Club. Yes, he is. He yes, is he Robert is. Paulson, right? Yeah, the guy with the leaky nipples. Yeah, his name was Robert Paulson. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, I remember that part. Um, Holy he, smokes, why do I remember that so well? <laughs> he was in uh, Black. I don't remember and that. It's a trucker movie. Okay. He was kind of the villain in Black Dog. But the what got me going down the rabbit hole that I was talking about earlier. Yeah. So, you know, I'm sitting here, I was watching some some uh meatloaf stuff, and then I come across Tenacious D <laughs> Kickapoo. Okay. Cause he have you ever seen Pick of Destiny? I have seen Pick of Destiny. Uh it's well, been wild, kind of like Shutter Island, but yeah, I have seen it. Who was young Jack Black's father? <sighs> Was it Meatloaf? It was Meatloaf. No way. Yes, he's got. No way. He's got a verse in a in in, in Kickapoo in the song Kickapoo. I did not know that. Yes. I, you know, it's been a while since I've listened to some Tenacious D. I need to jump on that train. The the hardest rocking band there ever was with a the acoustic guitar. That's right. That's right. Uh. <laughs> But yeah, oh, man. gonna miss that meat. guy. Gonna miss Meatloaf. Yeah, he was a good one. He, uh, Absolutely. Then, man, some of the songs, golly. I listened to uh, Bad Out of Hell, the original, um, all the way through. And it is greatly, is, is you can listen to, you know, Paradise by Dash Light and some of those songs by themselves, but you listen to that song, that album, one end to the other, and it is, the best way to appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. So. That's a great album. Great album. That's one of the few I can listen to all the way through like that. Yeah. Yeah. I celebrate but, his entire catalog. Yes. Yeah, well, it's not a thick catalog for him to have as big of influence as he did. Uh, you're right. It's not, a, he didn't put out as many albums as you think. No. And then there was another, uh, another celebrity death we had and that was louis anderson the comedian right that's right louis anderson he passed away the morning after meatloaf right yeah and now i'm not as versed on louis as uh uh i i didn't i wasn't a big fan so i knew he was on what family feud for a while yep yep 
Uh, he was on a he he had a li- he had a few syndicated TV like he was on a few syndicate television shows I believe. Um, one of those being Family Feud. Um, I want to say he was on the Drew Carey show for a little while as well. Yeah, that seems about like right. that. Um, I mean the guy he, he was. I, I again I I'm I'm with you I wasn't um, his biggest fan in the whole wide world but what he was on I enjoyed him on. Yeah, he was definitely on that uh, mid late '80s to mid, you know, early '90s, early 2000s. Uh, go to California as a comedian and get your sitcom so you can make your money. Train. Yeah, there was a lot of those, right? Yeah, and I, I'm more of a fan of the road comedian. <laughs> yeah, you like those guys who have put in the work. Yeah, I like those guys, <laughs> man, because they're 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 the blue collar comedians. Well, how about Seinfeld, man? That guy still hits all of the comedy clubs, doing working out little yep. material and stuff like that. And he had the biggest sitcom of his generation. Yeah, he did. And but almost the sitcom was almost just basically acting out, you know, scenarios that you might talk about on stage. That's true. He did. He did. He kind of figured out a way to to change his act into the into the sitcom it was pretty interesting man he he's one of the best to do it he loves jokes jerry yeah. seinfeld he because yeah, that man will talk about it for hours how much he loves jokes and he, how he deconstructs them and reconstructs them and he's he's a fascinating comedian yeah he is um he did it better than a lot of them did yeah that's for sure yeah still doing it still doing still, it he's, yeah, still he's got like it. this little podcast uh what is it comedians and cars with coffee or something like that yeah or yeah something it's something similar to that yeah that's pretty good so kevin's got his body got louis anderson's body of work pulled up here so we're gonna check it okay. out all right uh he had he did have a saturday morning animated show called life with louis and then he did uh he had a louis he had the louis show which was on cbs um, then he was on Family Feud, and uh, wow, he put up $75,000 of his own money um, for the uh, New York Fire Department versus New York uh, Police Department Family Feud um, to, to, for, for recovery after September 11th. Wow, 75 oh. grand of his own money. Wow, that is a lot of money. Wow. Of course, to him, hey, it was... He actually, he played in the 2006 World Series of Poker main event. Can you really? believe that? Yeah, this guy had a life. He had a, he had a lot of, he had his iron, well, a lot of irons in the fire, as they say. Sure enough. I mean, he's got plenty going on all the way up to 2018. He was involved on, on FX. And, okay, so here we go. <laughs> In, in 1988, Anderson played a role in John Landis's film Coming to America, which starred Eddie Murphy and Arsenio Hall. Wow. And he reprised the role in 2021, it says? Yeah. Wow. How about that? How about that? I have not seen the new Coming to America. Have you, Kevin? Have not. I have seen the original. The new... Absolutely. Yeah. The original <laughs> is a, uh, it should be in the Smithsonian. <laughs> it's a classic for sure. Hey, Eddie, speaking of stand up comics, Eddie Murphy, man. That guy was yeah. a powerhouse in comedy. Do you think he'll ever come back? Murphy to the stand-up? Yeah. Ah, I don't I don't know, man. It's possible. Hey, 
Kevin found another good one. Hey, read that one off yourself, Kev. Read that one off. 86, he had a uh, small role in the singing telegram uh, scene on Ferris Bueller's Day Off, another mid-'80s classic. That was him? Yes. Huh. That's, That's one of your favorite movie. movies there, isn't it, Chucker? That is one of my favorite movies. <laughs> I think that was still before you were born, John? Yeah, 86. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You guys are still before. I, he, That guy, Louis Anderson, released his first special on Showtime in 1987 before I was born. Wow. Yeah. Man. He made his network debut as a stand-up comedian on The Tonight Show with Johnny Carson in 1984. Wow. Wow. Made his debut as a comic. Wow, his national debut, I guess. Yeah. On the Johnny Carson show. Wow. I remember trying to stay up late to watch Johnny Carson when I was a kid. I probably wasn't supposed to. I think I need to Google that before I say that out loud. Why? There was a weird fact about the Johnny Carson stuff. Okay. Go ahead and Google. <laughs> Here, you want to use my Google? It'll be faster. Also, you know, I was thinking too today while I was going over that the meatloaf stuff that I think my era, my coming of age era, I guess if you would say of MTV was probably the best. I want my MTV Chuck. I, want I was there MTV. before MTV. <laughs> well, what I'm saying is by that is we were still, you know, 75% music videos. Oh, on MTV when you were, when you were a kid. Yeah. Or yeah. a teenager, but yep. But the reality shows were starting to come in just a little bit as part of it. Yeah. Yeah, so you remember Kurt Loder. I, I remember getting my news from Kurt Loder. Right. Kennedy. He's the one that broke the uh, the Kurt Cobain news to me. Yeah. Kurt Loder broke the Kurt Cobain news. I remember that. That was uh, that was deep. Yeah. So, so yeah, that, I think that was that was a almost a privilege to get to grow up with that MTV. Hmm. Compared to what my kids watch now, when they do watch MTV, is uh, this is your brain on drugs, man. Man, this is your brain on this is your brain. This is your brain on drugs. The egg frying in the frying pan. Yes, sir. uh, Yes, sir. But like, you'd get to see the celebrity interviews, you know. Yeah. And you had Beavis and Butthead. Yeah. And I mean, that dude Beavis and Broke Butthead is what made White Zombie's career. How? Because they, White Zombie was more of a underground kind of a cult following, mm-hmm. and they they played uh, Astro Creep. I think it was Astro Creep. Oh, on the show. On the show, and like sit there and you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like then boom! <laughs> now, now we had uh, White Zombie. <laughs> How about that? So, I didn't know that. Kevin, did you figure was, out your interesting no, fact now? No, I'm going to keep that to myself. I didn't find anything to prove it. Ah, <laughs> wasn't wasn't the, the real life, the first reality show on MTV, Chuck? I believe so. I believe so. And that, real that star- the real life. That's right. And that started, that started yeah. how many following episodes of that? Golly. That real, started the whole dude, reality craze. Or the real world. The real world. That's yeah. right. The real world. Dude, that one season with Puck. Oh my God, that was probably the best season of reality TV that there was ever. The Real World, when uh, which one? The Real World. I'm looking it up now. The Real World with uh, 
what is his name? Puck. Puck. Yeah. Yeah. With that guy, Puck. Yeah. That was, that was the, let's see, what season was that? So that was real world San Francisco in 94, but that was probably one of the best, the best, you know, reality TV show ever. (laughs) I've never been a fan of reality TV myself, but I can, I, Heck, I was six years old, and I remember that season. Uh, I remember that. I remember that guy Puck and and all of that. Because he was such a butthead. Yeah. Oh yeah. So, he sticks out. I just pulled him up on uh, on on Wikipedia, and he is, um, uh, he's he's got the Real World, a hit TV show from Time, ranked number seven on their list of thirty-two most epic moments in reality TV history. And TV Guide listed him as one of the 60th, 60 nastiest villains of all time. Really? <laughs> yeah. TV Guide. <laughs> wow. Wow. But, well, that's that guy's claim to fame. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but hey, you know, I mean, if you talk to somebody about the real world, that's uh, that's what they most of most people that remember the show remember that. That's right. That's right. Well, yeah, absolutely. You know, that's where we got Theo Vaughn was from MTV, too. Yeah, that's how he got his start, right, was Road Rules. Yeah. Road Rules. <laughs> that's one of our favorite comedians right there is Mr. Theo Vaughn. Yeah, that's when he joined the cult. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. He was doing steroids and joined a cult. <laughs> oh, man. So, you know what the longest running show, reality show in American history is? Uh, Survivor. The Real World. The real world, really? Sure. It's still going on? It's still going on. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Stop. Stop. How many seasons is this now? Do we know? Drum roll, please. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, you're late. Oh, almost. <laughs> almost. I don't see it. It doesn't list how many. I don't because it's ninety two to now. Been, yeah, it's been going on since nineteen ninety two to now is all it says. So let's do the math. Got, That's thirty years. Yeah, you got the spinoffs. You know, Real World versus Road Rules. Um, you know, and all those spinoffs that went with it too. Sure. Because Road Rules is technically kind of a spinoff of Real World. Right. I believe they was, took some of the characters from that to start Road Rules. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then Jersey Shore. Is road rules, but they never change cities. I mean, uh, is a uh, real world, but they never change cities. <laughs> it's just the same people over and over again. <laughs> is that is that show still on? Is that Jersey Shore still uh, show still on? They kind of revamped it last in the last few years. Like they call it real uh, Jersey Shore family reunion. Oh, interesting. And uh, yeah. interesting. It's so it's not- been on for thirty three seasons, Chuck. Holds the, the, holds the record of the longest running program in MTV history. It's been on all John's life. <laughs> Not quite. It started in 92. Not quite. So it's been on for it's been on for 30 years and 33 seasons. So not quite. It's, it's, as many seasons as I've been alive. Yeah. Yeah, as many seasons as I've been alive. Yeah, That's pretty some, wild. Sometimes they would do a, a winter season and a summer season. 
Yeah, I think I remember that. I think I remember that when it, in its heyday, right? When yeah. they could, uh, when they could get enough viewers. <laughs> and then you remember MTV Spring Break? Oh, of course, oh, Club La Vila. Dude, <laughs> <laughs> that had me want to go to Club La Vila so bad. It wasn't even funny. I want to say when we were down there last, Club La Vila was closed down, and there was like weeds growing in the parking lot yeah that's that's really i mean as much of a place of debauchery as it is um that's uh that's really a uh institution i mean it's the largest nightclub in the country i've got some i got a story from there. i can't tell it on air but I, <laughs> I gotta, like many people who went to club of la vila <laughs> yeah it's now they started having to go to like Cancun and all kinds of different places, right? For that man, for that they MTV went to Cancun. Spring Break. You, Polly Shore was on MTV Spring Break, of course. Oh, that man, everybody was on MTV Spring Break. Everybody, yeah, yeah it was a big deal. Yeah, and then they had multiple. Lo- some years they'd have multiple locations, so they'd have one group in Panama City, one group in Cancun, and one group in uh, have like Havasu. Yeah, so, yeah. I couldn't wait for spring break, MTV spring break to come on. <laughs> just like watching all them people get wild. Just get wild and get. It's like what in the world, you know, the stupid stuff they do. I mean, like these people are idiots. <laughs> Absolutely, but man. they looked like they were having so much fun. Hey, I had to do a few stupid things the other day for my wife, man. Check this out. <laughs> check this out man i had to make a fool of myself in front of people um my wife asked me to go get her uh some cookies from this new shop that opened up here in sharpsburg called crumble cookies yeah okay so i go over it's their grand opening the line is out the door and around the building so i hop in line yep you know i start channeling my inner wim hoff that guy I told you, you got to look into the ice, man, because it was 30-something degrees outside. This was, this was uh, gosh, I guess this was Friday when we got back from Great Wolf. And okay. uh, uh, we're going to miss that on this show, but uh, Great Wolf Lodge, highly recommended. Anyway, I'm waiting in line for these cookies, and uh, they got a DJ out there for this grand opening and all, and he throws a bunch of hula hoops on the, on the ground. And he says, hey, anybody who wants to pick up a hula hoop and start doing it, I'll give you a free pop socket that says, I love cookies. And so, <laughs> you know, my wife loves cookies. Obviously, I'm waiting out in the freezing cold weather for cookies for her. And uh, so I grab that hula hoop and I start hula hooping in front of this humongous line of people. I can't hula hoop for nothing. But he, just, but he loves pop sockets. <laughs> he loves pop sockets. So I get out there and I start hula hooping. I can't do it, man. That thing falls straight to the ground and everybody laughs right in my face, man. I didn't get a single clap, nothing. You know, it's just me and a bunch of like six year olds out there. (laughs) 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 But but you better believe I brought that pop socket home. (laughs) I heard that. I heard that. You gotta get that free pop socket. That's right. That's right. I got a pop socket for what else did I get? I did wind up getting her cookies. cookies. It took, me, it took cookies. me two hours of waiting in the snow. It started snowing and sleeting. I'm getting covered, man. Friday night. Friday night. Yeah. I'm waiting in line from 430 until 630 for some cookies. Mm. I'm not Good complaining night. because my wife loved them. 
So I mean, were they them. that happy, good a cookie though? Happy wife, happy life, Chuck. <laughs> I, oh, I know, I know. I just bought Look, mine a new ring. But... He could have gone to Jared's though, <laughs> and not waited in the and ice and snow. Would <laughs> have yeah. been just as happy. Yeah. yeah, just wait till you buy her a new ring. You'll yeah, really yeah. Learn what a, happy wife could is. Her a chocolate diamond. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, but I will say the cookies were pretty, pretty doggone good. They were pretty doggone good. Well, that's good. I, I recommend them. They're open late. They're open till midnight on the weekends, man. And they deliver. So anybody looking for fresh baked cookies, call Crumble Cookie in Sharpsburg. Okay. So let me ask you this on the cookies. Go ahead. You know how much we like, what's that cake place over the uh, cupcake place? Gigi's Cupcakes. Gigi's, Gigi's Cupcakes. Oh, okay. yeah. You know how much we like those? Uh-huh. Were they like the GGs of cookies? Yes. Okay. Yes, absolutely. So the selling point of these, the dough is pre-made, but they're mm. fresh baked per order, to order. You, you know okay. you can get that at Subway. You get that at McDonald's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's these people's that. selling point. That's it. That's, that's their whole I selling point. get that at Walmart. <laughs> that's their whole selling point is that they're fresh made to order. Okay. So, like, when you order them, they bake them? Correct. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the dough's made. They they literally scoop it out of the tub, put it on the pan, and bake it after you order it. Oh, man. Yes. So, Chuck, when you get down to your goal weight, we need to have a... A cookie party. Cookie party <laughs> where we compare a fresh-baked McDonald's cookie for, like, 50 cents <laughs> <laughs> compared to whatever price John paid for and his two hours' worth of time. You don't want to know how much yeah, I paid for six I cookies. Don't. You don't want to know how much I paid so, for six cookies. So we'll have one of their cookies. We'll have a McDonald's cookie, a Subway cookie, and then a cookie. A Chick-fil-A from, cookie. Hey, Chick-fil-A's got some great yeah, chip, we'll chocolate Chick-fil-A chip. Chick-fil-A cookie and then make some cookies from the tube of dough from Walmart. Oof. I used to deliver to an apartment complex, name withheld, but I would time my deliveries to when I knew they would have fresh-baked Otis Spunkmeyer cookies. <laughs> and if they did not have them, I would not give them all the boxes. <laughs> That's pretty good. I would come back later in the day and take my chances again on fresh baked Otis Spunkmeyer cookies. Oh, I left a box. I mean, I, you for, I forgot this box. It was under something. <laughs> Man, that's hilarious. It'd be a 50 pound box. You know? That's you hilarious. That? Uh, was it the same? It, it was an apartment complex? Apartment complex. Was it the, the same one office. that you had to um that you had to relieve yourself at one time? <laughs> <laughs> it's along the same stretch of road. <laughs> we can't bring that one up on air. I, I know I Kevin's turning about six shades of red over here. <laughs> that's that's one that's one that's an inside one sorry sorry guys so wait a minute i'm gonna take my chance at being able to make both hosts of the last night's coffee podcast episode laugh okay <laughs> all so right go i had just left lunch i had a supervisor riding with me that day went to a third story apartment complex and it hit me chuck <laughs> and i weighed my options run down to the leasing office or knock on the door <laughs> So I knocked on the door and she was polite and gracious enough to let me use her restroom. <laughs> and this is in the that back day or the day of flip phones and in a, in a haste, hasty move, 
unbeknownst to me, my phone went into the toilet. <laughs> Before or after? <laughs> Before, as in the, in the oh. process of sitting down. Oh. So it's and in so the... It's in the toilet. I did not know. And I'm and thinking... you've done your thing. I've done it. I'm thinking, I need to call my supervisor and tell him why it's taking me this long to make this delivery. <laughs> <laughs> and so I can't find my phone. And so when I flush the toilet phone was in the way and that was another issue i was having oh and so i told the lady i said hey listen thank you so much for letting me use the restroom and by the way do you have a plunger (laughs) 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 did not have a plunger (laughs) okay ladies and gentlemen i was going to the leasing office and i said i'll let them know About three days later, the regular driver on that route said they found my phone. <laughs> they had to take the toilet off the floor. No way. Oh, yeah. you finally so found your phone. My phone was not at the lunch location. It was not <laughs> anywhere to be found. And when they found that phone, it was not mine because mine was blue. That one was not blue. It was <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not mine. No. Nah. No, that was not so, mine. That is my entry into the. Uh... <laughs> well, see, ladies and gentlemen, this is this is the stories we want to hear. This is what <laughs> makes us laugh. This is how you make your entries. This send is... them send them to Chuck and John at gmail.com, please. Or you can click the link and just do a if we put it in there this time, and just do a video recording. That's or, right. You, you know. can do that too. I or think we might, we might no we might be able to do the link this time. We might be yeah. able to do the link this time. We hadn't. We're, you know, we have to learn as we go a lot of times. That's right. We're we're new to this too, even though we're in season two. So, those yeah. are the real stories of UPS drivers, not uh, <laughs> the. That, <laughs> that could be a reality. The door. That could be a reality show. Okay, uh, here's a reality show. They follow one mechanic, one feeder, one delivery, and either one internal person like preload or reload so who who let me ask you this who's your nominee for feeder driver it either be kevin or tommy i have a very uneventful route now thank you <sighs> i'm kind of thinking uh oh, oh uncle larry seviano <laughs> i'm thinking uncle larry i mean you want an inside scoop on you on uh, <laughs> on, on big brown that's the guy but yeah, I mean, it would get political. Ah, yeah, quick. yeah, you're right. But I bet, I bet, following Kevin and Tommy on that feeder run or, or on that team on that sleeper team run would have been great. That would be yeah. a good one. That would or, or follow a supervisor from each. Oh god! That way they're that way they're with a different driver every day. Oh, that'd be interesting. That'd be interesting. Wow, we're on a reality TV kick this this week, aren't we? Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Hey, how how long are we going here? We're Fifty gone. four minutes, man. We you gotta send me gone. a uh, you gotta send me uh, a meme here, man. Dude, I've got the meme of all memes. Perfect. And it ties in to a person that you met this week. Great. So it might have been what he was picking up. You got any memes? 
It'd be a whole lot cooler if you did. It's the meme of the week. I just sent it to you. Kirby Smart's taxidermist is quick, and it and it's a stuffed it's a stuffed elephant head hanging over a mantle. <laughs> I can just tell you for everybody who's listening to the podcast, it's a lot better to see the meme than hear John describe. <laughs> I'm terrible at describing memes. That's why we got to get you guys to go to the Facebook page and check them out. Go to the Facebook page, check out the meme of the week. It's great, man. Um, yeah, so. So, that's a great one chuck thank you thank you for that meme that, that yeah. gave me a good laugh so uh what you got going on for next week or this week you, you know any- i've got a uh i've got a pretty calm week coming up myself i'm just gonna try to get through january and uh my youngest is turning four at the start of february so i've got a calm week right uh coming up but after that it's gonna ramp up a little bit it's- it's birthday season at your house. A little bit, yeah. Liam just had one. Uh, he just turned ten. That's that was uh, why we went to the Great Wolf Lodge. Happy birthday, Liam! Yep, and um, that money. yeah, oh, he's already he's already <laughs> spending money left and right. <laughs> this kid, I was like, dude, just stick that cash cold. back, man. Stop it. But uh, <laughs> yeah, he just turned ten, and and uh, he's a, he's my oldest, and then the uh, my youngest, Leah, she's turning four. Like I said, the beginning of February, so. It's, That's awesome. it's, it's ramping up a little bit for us. Your youngest is four. Uh, about to be, man. I know. Isn't that wild? I, I remember when she was just wasn't even born yet. I know. I know. Yeah. You started working there. I think Catherine was pregnant, right? Yes. Yes. Forever. I just thought Catherine was pregnant all the time. You know, uh, funny fact, Chuck, uh, the man sitting right next to me, Kevin, was the first one to visit us in the hospital after Leah was born. All right. Brought us donuts, if I remember right. I didn't. That was the cost of admission. I didn't even visit. <laughs> no, no, you didn't even come up to the hospital, man. It's a friend you were. Well, you know. Yeah, <laughs> it was early on in our friendship. I'll, I'll... Yeah, yeah, I was, uh, I was, I was dealing with my own issues around that time. <laughs> I think you were. I think you were actually celebrating your dad's retirement party, right? Wasn't you yeah, born when that, you were having a retirement party for your dad? Yeah, that, yeah, you that I it. planned. That you planned and then didn't get to go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. How time flies. Yeah. This guy, Kevin, right here. First one to come see us in the hospital. It was, God, crack of dawn, I believe, when you showed up. That's awesome. It's when the donuts are the freshest. <laughs> we, you know, and, and that's one thing we know about donuts. We might not know much, but we know about donuts. Listen, Kevin turned me on to one of the best donut spots around called Country's Finest, if I remember best right. Best Country. Best Country. Okay. It's in Forest Park, man. If, if anybody's in the area, check them out. They are amazing. What's the one in Warner Robins? Well, you got me, Chuck. There's a Krispy Kreme in Warner Robins. Yeah, but there's My, my daughter's um, donuts are coming there for her wedding. Oh, oh, y'all have done this at the in lieu of a wedding cake. <laughs> Is that right? Yeah. Hey, well, I might have to make that one. <laughs> the Krispy Kreme and Warner Krispy Robbins. And Warner Robbins. They're going to deliver some some donuts for. Uh... They, they won't deliver them. We got to pick them up. Oh. Um, I might have to stop and get me some Krispy Kremes this weekend. I know we're making it tough on you here, aren't we, Chuck? Well, I'm I'm having a you know I'm taking a you know my my goal in stage one of this was to make it from 
January 2nd till the day I left or till my D- Disney trip, really watching what I eat to see how I feel. Yeah. And I feel great. Good. I look, well, I look skin. Not I don't look skinnier, but I actually, I saw my reflection in the car the other day. I was like, whose face is that? Oh, you can see it coming off your face a little bit. Yeah. So, um, have you been and, taking any progress pictures? Yes. Yes. Good. They are for private use only though. Yeah. 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 We, um, won't, put, we won't put those up on the face. We might, page. we might put when it's, when I get to my goal, Yeah. I will put a start and finish. That'd be awesome. But, That'd be awesome. We'd, it, we, we're all on this journey with you, Chuck. We're supporting you, man. That's yeah. why Dawson Forrest is leading in our voting poll right now. <laughs> so we get out and walk. <laughs> yep. So for all of our listeners, Dawson Forrest is leading in, our, uh, in, in the polls on where to send us for the road trip podcast. So yeah. keep voting, guys. Yeah. Hopefully next week when we gather for this, I'll have some good stories from Disney. That's right. And I think Kevin's got your 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 Warner Robins donuts pulled up here. Daylight donuts review review to come. I'll tell you that right now. Okay. The best chocolate frosted donut though, Chuck, is in uh, Alabama. Alabama. They've got one in Anderson Oxford area, and they've got one Fort Payne as well as Orange Beach. Uh, no Gulf Shores. Oh wait, I might know this one. What's it called? Licking good. No, I didn't have that one. Licking good. You've told Licking me about good. them. You've told me about it. You Licking mentioned good. the donuts, those donuts to me. Them donuts in Orange Beach are, and Gulf Shores and Orange Beach are expensive. <laughs> hey, isn't that where Thomas's donuts is? That's no, Panama that's Panama City. City. Oh, that is Panama. Yeah, that's right. That's right. There's a King's Donuts in Dothan that's really good. How do we all know so many donut shops? I've been to a lot of them. <laughs> how, how are we naming so many donut shops not even close to us? <laughs> there's a king's donuts in fairburn and they're okay but now just to qualify they are pretty good if you put fruity pebbles on a donut it does not make it a donut no no that's that's uh we're traditional yes this we're we're going it's kind of like uh that one bite challenge with the cheese pizza <laughs> yes you now need to I, judge a, pizza, a donut place by their glazed donut glazed or chocolate frosted I'll say the best thing to get at a King's Donut is their Cronut, though, which is not your typical donut. It's really good. It's like a croissant donut, and it's fantastic. That's Chuck, I know awesome. you. I know you've known the frequent Bucky's. Yes. They've got a kolache. I've seen it. That is not any good. Okay. <laughs> I, I only get one thing at Bucky's, and that's a barbecue sandwich. I'm a fan of the turkey sandwich, the barbecue I turkey. I don't care turkey. for the pork. Do you stop, uh, well, how often do you stop into a Buckets, Kev? Every time I go by one, except for on the job. <laughs> okay. I, I drive by one every night. You can't get it in there. <laughs> yeah. Except when you're but on the job. Going to see my daughter in Valdosta or Tennessee, there's one each way. Yeah. Wow. That's how it is when we go see Sierra down in uh, at Tifton. We, uh, we're stopping at Bucky's probably both ways. I do have a Bucky's bathing suit. They always have the cheapest gas as well. They do. They do. Even with gas up, theirs is crazy cheap. They just get you on the inside. Man, we got to take a road trip to Bucky's. Hey, I'm. We'll we'll make it part of the trip. We'll make it part of the road trip podcast. I'm not against there, it. There's not a Bucky's in that direction. And <laughs> got one in Warner Robins in Calhoun. Yeah. yeah. 
And also one outside of Birmingham. What's the one yeah. on the north side? Calhoun. 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 Okay. Yeah. Calhoun. Well, it might be a long day. That one in Warner Robins, I have never seen it not busy. I mean, I've it not is. seen a Bucky's not busy except for the middle of the night. Yeah. That don't count. No, that don't count. There's one in uh, on the way to Gulf Shores on I-10. Yep. And that one blew my mind. That was the first one I ever saw. And I was like, what is this? Yeah. Me and Charlie come up on it and we're like, what is this, Charlie? <laughs> you know, the- I, uh, I I found out they were a big deal because when Lana was in kindergarten, her teacher went to a Bucky's. When oh, she wow. was going on some vacation and brought all of the students back some Bucky's. Um, I forget what they were called, but they're just little bags of candies and things yeah. like that, you know. Beaver and nuggets. Beaver nuggets. That's Dude. exactly what they were. Those That's exactly nuggets, what they were. Sure. And uh, they, yeah, Lana's teacher brought uh, brought some back for her whole kindergarten class, and that's that was my first uh, interaction with a Bucky's. Yep. First, first and only. I've never been to one. Boy, we've got so many non-paid endorsements in this show. It ain't even funny. <laughs> I've got some Bucky's uh, clothing. Do you? I want the one with the race car on it. Absolutely. <laughs> well, I think that's going to do it for this week, guys. We All really right. appreciate it. Thank you, Kevin, for joining us, man. What, yeah. a, what, a, what a pleasure to have our number one fan on. Yeah, on Kevin, car. next time you have to bring your own meme. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be one of the I prerequisites. I don't do. I don't have social media. I'm on. I'm on the. I'm on the John train. Hey, get your, get your kids to send you one. I'm sure they got some good memes. I'm sure they do. Yeah. <laughs> hey, get out there and vote in the polls, everybody. Um, decide on where you're going to send us for a road trip podcast. Again, you've only got what another week, I think, to vote yeah. on that. Yeah, so we're gonna we're in. gonna wrap it up next the next week. Next week's show, we're telling us where we're tell we're saying where we're going. And we'll set a date for it. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you guys so much for listening. We really appreciate it. Y'all have a great week. Take care, Kevin. <laughs> you too, Chuck. Enjoy. <laughs> yeah, that's a great my way to end said, it right there. My dog ooh, said ooh. bye. <laughs>